Welcome to our Pini. This is Saratoga Best, Gimel Tamus. We are discussing in very short mode the science of how Mashiach can be and is alive today. The science of it. Now, what's that all about? So let's start, and we're doing this briefly, let's start with a little a concept in Torah, and I'm not going to promise in any way to be a big scholar on this. Life. Gimel Tammuz is a day of life. So let's look into the mechanics of life, the the biology, the physics, and Lahabdul, the Tyra of life. So what does Tyra tell us? What is what is life? Life is a connection between the soul and the body. When they're connected, a person is alive. When the soul is embedded in the body, a person is alive. When they separate, God forbid, they're no longer alive. Pretty, it's not pleasant, but it's a pretty simplistic understanding of life. So, and again, why are we discussing this? Because Gimel Tamos, if you listen to the, the class before, is the day of life, the template of life and eternal life for the generations and all the generations forever. So one could say that eternal life will be ushered into and is in the process of being ushered into the world through the day of Gimel Tamos. To understand that, we have to go back to the previous, um, the previous audio. So, assuming we, we all understand that, we accept it, and we know why we're discussing it today. So, a person that's technically alive is a person whose soul is invested in their body. And after 120, 180, the soul leaves the body, the two of them separate. So, now we have two categories of people, alive and uh, not at that moment. And then there are two more categories. And this is all according, I actually learned this from um, from Halpern. The other category is um, a tzaddik. Now, a regular person, his physical body was was created out of the physical stuff of the world and created to eventually merge with the earth. Well, burial. Merge with, merge with the earth. His soul goes up, back up to its source, and his body merges with the earth in a process that takes some time, and he goes both up and down. Okay. So what is the difference with uh, a tzaddik? A tzaddik, his body actually, his physicality, does not merge with the earth and deteriorate, as everybody else's does. Everybody else was created to deteriorate for various reasons. The tzaddik, his body remains whole. His neshama may leave to a certain extent, but... When he officially passes away, but his body remains whole. It does not merge with the earth. It remains whole. And that's why there are many, many, many stories of enemies, Sina Yisrael, wanting to um, build right through Jewish cemeteries and, and, and digging up graves, Rahman which were forbidden to do. And what did they find? They found hundreds of years later, Whole, completely whole, physically intact, the the physical body of tzaddikim. After so so uh, decades and decades, how could the physical body be intact? You're speaking about a different type of existence. 
a different type of person, a tzaddik. I guess because the tzaddik has worked so much on his physicality to purify it, which is our what, what we spend our whole lives doing, but he gets there and he succeeds, maybe even early on, maybe right at the beginning. And we're still struggling with it. Okay, slight interruption. Good, good time for an interruption to to understand the concept of interruption. So we're saying with a tzaddik, because he his whole avida is he's working so much with his physicality to purify it, he succeeds. So, and why is he purifying his physical body? It's part of the whole his whole portion in the world, which is part of the larger world that is all being purified through him. And obviously, if he's purifying the whole physical world, he's clearly purifying that piece of physical world that happens to be his skin and bones and muscles and tendons and all of that stuff. So he succeeds where we're still struggling. So been there, done, he, I, I don't mean for us, been there. He, he succeeds in purifying his physical body. So by the time he finishes his mission in life, even if you want to say, I think Tara says on some level, the, at the point of passing, his soul will somewhat disconnect from his body, but his body has no need to deteriorate and merge with the earth. It is perfect. So it doesn't need to go through a deterioration and then like, let's try it again. With us, with regular people, you know, like, well, that one didn't work as well as it could have. It a certain amount to work, but like, let's deteriorate and start again, you know, start again the next time. Just keep on doing it. He doesn't have to. He's got end of line. He has purified his physical body. And that's why they found complete bodies of tzaddikim decades and hundreds of years later. So, and then, okay, sorry. So now... Um, sorry, and there's one other concept. There are certain tzaddikim that not only does the body not deteriorate, but it doesn't even separate from the soul. Who's that? David Melech Yisrael Chai V'Kayim, David Melech. Maishar Benu says Maishar Benu Lameis, Maishar Lameis. Yaakov Avinu says Yaakov Lameis. Mashiach who is David Amelech from, you know, who is the David Amelech, David Malka Mashiach, who is the Maishar Benu of every generation, who is the Yaakov Avinu of every generation. Nasi is Nisuta Shel Yaakov Avinu. So in, on some level, Yaakov Avinu comes back in every generation, just continues through generations. So does Maishar Benu. We each have a spark of Maishar Benu in us, etc. Mashiach is... Maishar Benu is the first redeemer and the last redeemer, and he comes, he appears in the last generation as a Mashiach. And he's David Malka Mashiach. So each of these, David Malka, Maishar Benu, Yaakov Avinu, they are in a more, it seems, a more unique position in that it looks like even the soul does not, the soul remains connected with the body. Of course the body is whole. You're speaking about tzaddikim. But now, 
just like we said with Sadiqan, if the body was completely purified, why deteriorate? It stays whole. Well, then here's another question. If they have a certain mission, then why even the need for the soul to disconnect from the body? Because they are Sadiqim who are, bring into the world and activate infinity, infinite life, eternal life. David Melech Yisrael Chai V'Kayim. Maishu Rabbeinu is the first redeemer, and the, la- and the last redeemer is Mashiach. This goes forever. Yaakov Avinu Nitsuta Yaakov Avinu Yaakov Lameh. They are eternal. And they bring eternity to every single Jew and to the whole generation. So for them, it seems that there isn't even the soul leaving the body. Because they have to be alive to do their job. So here's a question. If David Melech is alive, if Yaakov Avinu is alive, why don't you see him walking around on the streets of Yerushalayim? Okay, you can say some people do. But the average person doesn't. Because Hashem decreed that Yaakov Avinu will then in, be invested in the, the Nasi Adar, the leader of the generation of every generation. It would be too weird for us. Like, oh my goodness, there's Yaakov Avinu. It would be too disruptive to the laws of nature. So it's done in a much more gentle way. Yaakov Avinu is invested in the leader of the generation of every generation, the Nasi Adar. So there's a Yaakov Avinu of every generation and a new, every gener- and, and a Maishu Avinu. Etc. They're in the middle of their job. They can't leave. Their soul can't even leave their body. They're in the middle of their job. Their job is an eternal job. Again, when we say David Melech Yisrael Chai V'Kayim, it's clear he's got an eternal job. It doesn't ever end. So he can't leave. You know, you ever in those situations where you know you say, "Well, I'm going to be leaving. I, I got to go." do this, you can't leave. We face it every day. People have complaints to us. And they say, I'm just going to take a little break. I'm going to go to the park while they say, you can't leave. We're in the middle of the job. Let's say we're moving to a new house and we're packing everything and you say, I'm going to go to the park for an hour. They say, you can't leave. We're in the middle of packing. You can't just walk out now. I never hear anybody say that to you. (laughs) So, you know, a hundred people are coming for the dinner tonight, and, you know, I think I'll go to the park for a couple of hours. You can't do that. We're in the middle of preparing the meal. You can't walk out in the middle of the job. So they cannot walk out in the middle of the job. And their job is an eternal job. And hopefully they're happy. <laughs> they're in sync with pure truth. They can't walk out. They're still doing the job. So if that's the case, and we understand that these, when it comes to Mashiach, Mashiach is one of those, Chai V'Kayim. Basic Torah truth. And therefore, the Neshama, the soul, remains connected to the body. They just keep on doing their Shlichus. Now, we're going to jump now to the science of it, Lahavdil, for a moment. So, if you speak to older people, Older people often have this question. They say, well, I went to this place. I went to a certain outing. 
you know, I, I will say the other day I went to the aisle for Kayak Shivan. It was incredibly hot. And it was hot just standing there and hot and thirsty and, and, and exhausted. And this and that. I just like, oh, my goodness. I can't do this for very long. Okay. And then I go inside and I see these, you know, 20-year-olds. And they're just laughing and joking or, or they're, you know, having a great time. And we're often in situations like that. Older people will, will, will feel like, oh, it's impossible to do this. And they see younger people just do it. For instance, I guess most of the people on this call do not work for moving companies or construction companies in which you um, are doing heavy-duty construction for 12 hours a day. Why not? So then if I, I could never do that, well, then how can they do that? They have a different system. They're not operating from the same, on the same system as me. The 20-year-old has a different physicality than me. So, of course, I'm saying, well, how can they do it if I can't do it? This is a completely different system. It's like if I have an iPhone 2, if they still exist, you know, somebody, let's say I have an iPhone, what are they up to, 10? I don't know. Let's say I have an iPhone 10. And it's able to do all these sophisticated functions, very complex functions. Or, or someone else has an iPhone 10. They say, well, just do this and this on your phone. I try it. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Hello, you have an iPhone 2. You don't have the software to be able to do that. The different, it's a completely different system. Or my landline does not take photos. My landline does not, if I go to my landline, pick it up and say, um, where's the where's the nearest mountain with a with a park and a camp and a and a campsite connected to it where you can rent bicycles? My landline isn't going to tell me. Well, why not? A phone is a phone. No, it's a completely different system. So here's the question that people ask: How can a sadik be alive today? Although we just explained it, Alfitaira. And how can Mashiach be alive today? What do you mean? We are assuming that Tzadikim have the same kind of physical body as a regular person. They don't. They don't. So why are we putting, why are we assuming that what applies to us applies to them? They have a completely different system. And they're operating on a completely different system. So for them, living forever, well, that's a no-brainer. That's what you do when you're a tzaddik. It's part of the system. It's not part of the system for a regular person. Why are we putting our assumptions about ourselves on them? How could they live forever? No, that's not the question. How could they not live forever? They have purified bodies. Of course they're going to live, last forever. You ever go to Lahabda? Please, Lahabda. They're going to buy a washing machine, and they say, if you get this one, it's just not going to last. It is a piece of junk. Of course, it's on sale at Home Depot for two ninety eight, but it is a piece of junk. If you want something that's going to last for many, many years, then get the Bosch or something like that. It works on a totally different system. It's not a belt. It's a this. It's a that. So why are we assuming that Sadiqim has the same limited system as us? And the contrary, normal, normal, completely normal is 
that a Jew should live forever. That's normal. Only only tzaddikim have been able to actualize that reality until now. Again, I'm going back into Torah, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to do the science of it. Let's just do that idea. So, so we're saying if you have a totally different physical system, if you have a landline versus a, if you have a, a, a smartphone versus a, a, a landline, it's going to work on a different system. Whoever is a tzaddik is working on a different system. Now, where does science say that? So science says the following. Scientists are working on eternal life, creating eternal life. That means for them, from a purely scientific point of view, it makes 100% pure, perfect sense. They're saying like this. There's a scientist named DeGray. I mean, I'm just taking one. I'm sure there are many. You know, this I read 10, 15 years ago. He said like this. The body should live forever. It should last forever. The fact that it deteriorates is because, you know, a lot the way we live, the way what we eat, the, all the things that we do tend to um, deteriorate the system. And a lot of gunk gets, you know, a lot of junky byproducts that need to be cleaned out daily gets stuck in the system. And eventually it just breaks down the system. Makes sense. So he said, imagine if we would have we were to have a system in which every day the gunk that's built up from bad thinking, bad eating, bad movements, bad you know, all this stress, all this other stuff is cleaned out every single day. How long would you live? Many more years. Because every day you start clean. You're not you're not with a build up of gunk and gunk and gunk from of decades that just can't be that will require a miracle to fix. Every day you clean out the gunk. I mean, there are some people that every night when they go to sleep, they scan their computer for viruses so that they get up in the morning. They don't let it build up. So he said, we're now working on methods to de-gunk the body of all the toxins that make it eventually deteriorate and eventually cause the organs to break down and eventually cause dis-ease. We're working on a system to de-gunk it. Not very complex. It'll take a little bit of time. And he had actually said, I think, by the year 2030 or something, the wealthy will be able, you know, it'll be expensive. By the year 2050, anybody who's on Medicaid will be able to have it. It'll just be basic. That was what he said. So we understand that science is saying the de-gunking of the body will bring us to the natural state that now only Sadiqim have been able to have which is to live for a long time, or if you really de-gunk well, live forever. That's normal. That's normal. And all, most of the progressive scientists are saying eternal life, that's normal. We just have to do a few things to get there, to get to normal. Normal. It's normal mode, eternal life. So that's a piece of the science of how Mashiach can live forever. What do you mean? If anybody's going to live forever, it's going to be Mashiach. If anybody is living forever and always has lived forever, it's Mashiach because what is his main mission? Eternity. To bring eternity into the world. 
He's going to build the eternal base of Mikdash, bring the eternity of Tyre eternally. Every Jew will live forever. All, all of the concealment and all the gunk, the spiritual and physical gunk that gets in the way, will be moved out of the way. And the truth will shine. And once truth shines, then there are no blockages to eternity. He is the representative of eternity. You think he's not going to live eternally? He is that. So he's going to be, obviously, and maybe, well, we can't say he's the first one to live forever because David Amelech, although Mashiach is called David Malka Mashiach, but David Amelech is Mashiach. Maishrabenu, Maishrabenu, is is Mashiach. First Mashiach and then the final Mashiach. Yaakov Avinu, and this is the Shel Yaakov Avinu. The Nasi Adar, the leader of every generation, the Mashiach of every generation, is Yaakov Avinu. So they're really all one and the same. So eternal life has started. In fact, one, there's room to say that eternal life on some level began on Gimel Tamos in the time of Yeshua. That, for that, you have to listen to the other, the other classes. So, it's a, it's more or less a no-brainer. This is not some big miraculous thing. We need to turn the question around and ask, well, how could Mashiach live forever? How could he not live forever? The miracle is not that he lives forever. The miracle is everybody doesn't. Everybody else doesn't. And also, just like Mashiach is the Maishar Bainu of every generation, what does Maishar Bainu do? Maishar Bainu takes what's spiritual, and he brings it down into the physical. That's Matan Taira. There was a barrier between spiritual and physical. He moved the, bar- the barrier with the giving of the Torah. was moved out of the way. Okay. That means whatever exists spiritually, then exists physically. Through whom? Through Maishrabim, the giver of the Torah. So, now let's go back to another piece of information. Now we're switching to Torah. And, of course, we want to end up with the question of how come we don't see it? If Mashiach is alive, how come we don't see it? Okay. So the other question is the following. Um, did we ever live forever? Yes. For a long time? It was only 40 days. Oh, yeah? Which 40 days? Well, actually, a couple of times. We would have lived forever. At the beginning, Adam and Chava would have lived forever, but, you know, they did the... Chet Eitzadas, the sin of the golden, the sin of the tree of knowledge. So that was after that. They only were eternal for a few hours, I think three hours. And then the next chance we had at eternity was when we received the Torah. Everyone became eternal. Very simple reason. Hashem is eternal. That everybody knows. That everybody agrees. Nobody struggles with that. Is Hashem eternal? Yeah. Hashem, Taira, and a Jew are one piece. They're one entity. You ever do algebra? Wavdil? A equals B. B equals C. Therefore, C equals A. What if, if A is, A equals B, then whatever applies to A applies to B. So if Hashem is eternal, and Taira is eternal, and a Jew is one with Hashem and Taira, then a Jew is eternal. That's mathematical. That's scientific. That's just algebra. 
You don't have to learn Torah to know that. That's just algebra. Hashem is eternal. Torah is eternal. A Jew is eternal. Unless stuff gets in the way and blocks it. When we received the Torah, when we accepted the Torah, we went back to our natural state. Eternal. We synced ourselves up with Torah and Hashem. Boom. We became eternal. That's normal. That's natural. After 40 days, it says the Zuma, the spiritual coding, came down and covered us because we did the sin of the golden calf, and it blocked the way. So imagine you're seeing, you know, on a clear day you can see forever. You're standing in the middle of Nevada, and you can see for, I don't know, I've never been to Nevada. Let's say you can see clearly for 100 miles. Because nothing's in the way. But then they put up this city, and they start putting up all these high-risers, and so now um, you can't see anymore because something got in the way. So when we received the Tyra, there was an open, clear, clean channel between us and Hashem. So he's eternal, we were eternal. Once we did the sin of the golden cat, chet etadat, chet ha'ego, we put something in the way, it blocked it. So the eternity that was flowing to us naturally got blocked and cut off. So we went back to not being eternal. Until, Yemaisa Mashiach, when we do enough work in Paramitzvah to clean up the mess that we made, bust out all the blocks, blockages, and then we go back to being eternal. So now there's another question. So now there's another question. If, 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 if Hashem is eternal, Mashiach is eternal, Tyre is eternal, it's all about eternity. You think we're not going to be eternal in Yemais Mashiach? That's the basic fact. But of course Mashiach is going to do it first. He's going to be eternal way before we're eternal. He's going to break the ground for us. He's going to open up the path for us. So now we're left with one more question. I bet we're left with a few questions, but um, I can't remember what they would be. So people ask the question, so if Mashiach is here and eternal, why don't we see him? It's very simple. For that, we look at science again. Everybody knows, again, Lahabdil, everybody knows, that before there's going to be an earthquake, the rhinoceroses and the elephants and all these different animals start running. Why are they running? They already feel it. They know. They see the tornado approaching, the volcano approaching. They see it, and they run. There are sounds the people cannot hear because of the higher frequency, but the dogs, Lahabdil, can hear them. So we know there are smells, sounds, sights, etc. on higher frequencies that we are not attuned to. So everybody else is noticing them, but we're not. And you have to realize that Hashem, for whatever reason, made the frequency of what we can see, hear, smell, feel, etc. very, very limited. It's an extremely limited range. This a very, very small range of all the frequencies of sounds and sights, etc., 
is this tiny range of frequencies that is the human range. Anything higher than that, we don't hear, see, or feel. Anything lower than that, we don't hear, see, or feel. It's just inaccessible to us. We don't have a very sophisticated um, software. We have extremely primitive software to be able to pick up any of these sight sounds, smells, etc. And even the animals, on some level, have they have very they have. Let's say they have also simplistic software, but it's attuned to a higher frequency, or maybe even a lower frequency, but a different frequency. And again, so that's why they would see all the animals running, and they know something's happening. There's going to be a natural disaster. How do the animals know? You mean it, it, it comes on their radar? It doesn't come on our radar. As you get older, you know you're not going to hear or or see or a whole bunch of things that younger people will. Plus plus. So now, frequency. The frequency of Mashiach being alive forever, the frequency of you being alive forever, is an upgraded frequency relative to what we've been attuned to and been able to pick up in Gullus. When we say that Gimel Tamas was a day and is a day through Yahushua holding up his hands and saying and stopping all of nature by stopping the sun and the moon, stopping it in the year 2448 from the beginning of time, he held up his hands, he stopped all of nature, he stopped it, he 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 upgraded, you know, he stopped, stopped, you know, upgrade, turn off your phone, do the upgrade, adjust the frequency, allow the new frequency, then turn on the phone again. He did that with nature for very, for reasons that you have to listen to the first, the previous audios. And in the time of the previous Rebbe, in the year 1927, Tafresh Pei Zion, put it in Hebrew 56, um, 87, from the beginning of time, also a very big upgrade in life to a higher frequency of life for a Jew and for the generation. The, the previous Rebbe, the Rebbe Rayat said, at that time, he said it ten days later about his geula. It wasn't only I who was redeemed. Read that as it wasn't only I who was upgraded. Then who else was redeemed and upgraded? 1927. Um, I don't have the words in front of me. Whoever called all those who hold precious and dear our holy Tyra etc. All those who appreciate and, and understand the preciousness of Tyra and Mitzvah. And then even those who have no appreciation for what Tyra and Mitzvah are all about, all they know about their Judaism is they're called Jew. They know nothing else. Those people to every single type of Jew on that day of Yid Beis Yid Gimel Thomas in the year 1927 had an upgrade in life. In life. Upgrade in life for a Jew means from limited life to more elevated life, to more eternal life, on the way to eternal life. Fearheaded by the Mashiach of the generation, obviously. The Maishur Benu of the generation, obviously. 
the Yaakov Avinu of the generation, obviously. And then Gimel Tamas one more time in Tafshin and Dalit. An upgrade in the frequency of the world, of nature. And in this frequency of the world, from nature concealing Hashem to nature revealing Hashem, more and more and more. When nature is upgraded, but then what happens when nature is upgraded? We move to a higher frequency. So guess what happens? Let's talk about, and we'll, we'll sum it up with this. Do you ever try to go on a live stream with an old, with old software? You know, they're having this wonderful live stream. Today we're having a theme around them in front of 770 throughout the whole world live stream. There will be some people who will not be able to catch it on their phone. They'll call their phone company and say, what's going on? And their phone company will say, you need to upgrade the software on your phone because the old technology will not sustain this frequency of live stream. We face it many times. You know how many times you're dropped off a call, you're in the middle of the live stream, and you're dropped off because you're dealing with old software. It's not only you. When when the company that 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 you pay so much money to for the live stream can't support so many callers, it means they have old technology. They have an old that's on a more a lower frequency. They need to upgrade their system. They just didn't feel like it because it was too expensive. But we understand it. So, very simple. We have upgraded to the point where Mashiach was always alive. Mashiach was always here. Mashiach was born on Tisha B'Av like forever ago. Mashiach has always been in the world. And from the time that the Rebbe said the Nevuah, he made that Mashiach folk far ba, this is a Nevuah. There we go, moving at lightning speed into Yemaisa Mashiach. But on the older frequency, you could believe it. You didn't have to see. And then it comes the day of life, from life to eternal life, Gimel Tammuz, the template. Three times in history, Yeshua, the Rebbe Rayas, and the Rebbe's generation, 1994. We've got this massive upgrade happening every time. If we stay on the old software, I can catch the live stream on my landline. I don't have to spend money on a smartphone. Good luck. I have a $30 tablet. You know, I have an iPhone 2. Now, you're not going to be able to see the live stream on your iPhone 2. It's too old a software. Is it happening? Yeah, it's happening. No, it's not happening. The guy with the iPhone 2 was saying, there's no live stream. There's no seal happening. It's not happening. He would say, I was there. I saw it with my eyes. Said, no, 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 it didn't happen. I was there. I saw it with my eyes. They said, it couldn't be. There couldn't be a seal around happening with thousands of people sitting there on the street at the seal if I can't see it. Why not? Because if I can't see it, then it's not there. It's not happening. We're right there right now. I'm talking to you on my phone and I'm telling you what's happening. No, 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 no. If I can't see it, it's not happening. Hello. You've got old software. Of course you can't see it. Is it happening? It's absolutely happening. Physically. 
in front of everybody's eyes. But if you're going to use your old software, you won't see it. So here we have a situation where people say, what? How could Rebbe be alive after Gimel Tamos? Why not? We just went through the science of it, Lahabdil, the Taira of it. But I don't see it. That's right. Ever check your software? Man, you need to check your software. When's the last time you did an upgrade? They always do that. <laughs> they always tell you, you only have 12.2, we're up to 12.16. <laughs> all the time. Until you, then they tell you to buy a new phone. We're using old software. What do you mean? Why can't there ever be physically alive and 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 all that stuff and and? Uh, what, what do you mean? People went to the aisle. People went to a, a, a funeral. Whatever. They did that. At, this is an old story. They did that in the time of Yaakov Avinu. His son, his his, his son was holding his hand. When he officially left the world, closed his eyes. But it says his body remained warm. And it's under, understood, his father's still alive. But he looked according to their laws of how science works as if he left the world. And for a whole lot of reasons, a whole lot of Torah reasons, their law was if persons go through these and these stages, so they get buried. And there were many Torah reasons why it had to go in that, that way. So you had this dichotomy going on, and, and it's very clear in the Sikha. The son knew that Yaakov Avinu was still actually quite physically alive, and yet being buried in Maris and Achpela, so what's the contradiction? Most people don't do that. Good, so most people don't do that. Most people are not Yaakov Avinu. If you're Yaakov Avinu, that's what you do. Not a contradiction, but it's too weird. Well, good luck. And your iPhone isn't too weird? And the policies in Washington today are not too weird? Et cetera, et cetera. Should we, should we write a book about the weird things that are happening in the world? And they're weird, bad things. How about some weird, good things? What do you mean weird? It's not what I'm used to. Well, good luck. If you think that life is going to continue going the way you're used to, it already isn't. It's highly upgraded. And staying behind in an old frequency isn't going to slow down the world. And as we get older, when we feel like, I need to slow down the world, mm, I don't know. Me deciding that the world needs to be the way it was in 1953 as they call it, Woolworth 1958. I have a thing, you know, I say, a lot of people feel like if they just do this, this, and this medical procedure, it makes them feel like they're back in Woolworth 1958, where life was calm, girls were girls, boys were boys, life was calm, it was so nice, they didn't play loud rock and roll music in Woolworth, etc., etc. We're not going back to Woolworth 1958, as much as I could dream about it. By me staying on an old antiquated frequency where I can't perceive the truth isn't going to bring the world back to its old way. We're moving forward. We're not moving backwards. So if the antelopes, Lahavdil, already know when a, a hurricane is going to happen, why shouldn't I? Because I'm determined to stay on an old frequency? If the antelopes, Lahavdil, they can tell who's 
who's still alive and who I shouldn't. It says you throw you The Yidden will be very, very wise. The entire occupation of the entire world will be nothing other than to know Hashem. So who's going to teach them? They're going to want to know Hashem. Who's going to teach them? And therefore, the Jewish people will be very, very, very wise. The Yidim Dvarim Hasumim will know deep hidden secrets and teach the whole world. So who should teach? The antelope or me? Who should upgrade their frequency? If I'm not going to move ahead and keep upgrading my frequency, how do I upgrade my frequency? First of all, today you don't even have, as I just explained, you don't even have to look in Tyra. You can look into science labs. You'll just spend a bunch of time Googling. Google eternal life. You'll see it. That's how much it's permeated the world. And as we said about Meisher right? I forgot to say that. Meisher brings whatever is spiritual down into the physical. So today it's all, all those spiritual, high, mystical principles are just becoming actual fact, reality down here, basic stuff in your iPhone or your Android. So my job, this Gimel Thomas, is to go with the upgrade. Don't resist it. Go with the upgrade. Hashem needs us. Yisrael Yucha coming down. The world needs us. People are thirsting and will every day more and more and more to know the truth. They need teachers. Not old teachers with old software from the Stone Age that are still sitting in Woolworths in 19, Woolworths 1958 mentality sipping, you know, sipping a Diet Coke. They need people with upgraded spiritual frequency who are in sync with where Tyra is up to today, where Hashem is up to today, where Meisher Benu is up to today, Yaakov Avinu, David Malcolm, Mashiach, Mashiach himself, where Chabad Chassidus is up to today. That's what the world needs. They need you upgraded. Not in, not in Woolworths 1958. They need you upgraded now. And today is the day, Gimel Tamil, the day when life gets an upgrade. To, to the next level of eternal life and the next and the next and the next. And we can be part of the solution. We can be part of the upgrade. We can be assisting the upgrade to move even faster in a way that if we make ourselves ready, it can be comfortable. If we keep our, if we put ourselves into Tyra, where the upgrade is happening so quickly, it's a very grounded place. It feels scary. But within Tyra, it's not scary. It's a very solid, deeply rooted, eternal, grounded place. It's not, the upgrade isn't scary in Tyra. It's incredible. It's delicious. It's magnificent. And therefore, we don't just learn Tyra because we want to be good and we get brownie points. It's the place where the upgrade is happening. And it's our choice to go on that journey. And the world is saying, please go. We need you guys to go on that journey. We need you guys to upgrade. Don't worry. Hashem and the Rebbe, they're with you every second. They're, you're not alone in this upgrade. Let's go for the upgrade. Mr. Hashem, this Kimultanos will have the ultimate upgrade straight into the base of the Shashlishi.
immediately now. 